Hey everybody, welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we're going to continue to walk through the book of Luke. And we find ourselves in Luke chapter 2 with one of the, the stories that is unique to Luke's gospel. You know, Luke is, is writing and, and part of what he's doing is revealing the humanity of Jesus, the, the, the fact that Jesus was he, the son of man. And, uh, and this is a very, uh, I guess, human story. We, we tend to identify with, with this story because uh, most of us who are parents, we've identified with our kids, maybe not doing what we would expect them to do. But this is fascinating to hear Jesus speak his first words in this gospel. And so if you want to follow along, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to start in verse 41. Here's now what the scripture says. It says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, he went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Now, this is a great story, uh, partially because as a parent, you're like, I I've had kids do the same thing. Like I've had kids who have done one thing thinking that, you know, done one thing thinking they're, they're doing what's right. And I, I've had a different opinion about it, right? So as parents, we relate to this. But, but this is interesting because Jesus, he is doing what he, not just what he thinks is right, but what actually is right. When they find him, they're, they're astonished. They're like, why would you do this to us? Why would you treat us this way? And Jesus' response is really interesting. He says, he says did, did you not know that I'd be in my father's house? Or and sometimes this is translated, be about my father's things or about my father's business. Um, there's a there's a, a an article here without a, a noun connected to it, and so there the different translations here. But but probably the most likely understanding of this is is I would be in my father's house, and who's this father? But but God the Father. This is the the triune God, the second member of the triune God, God the Son, uh, speaking to his father or his parents, saying I would be in in my heavenly Father's house. I would be here. And so we, we see that Jesus, even from a young age, we don't know a lot about him in his early years, but we see even from a young age, there is something different about him. There is something significant about him. There is something other about him. He, he is not the just average ordinary guy. He, he is, he's got a specific, special relationship with the Heavenly Father. Now, if we were to look at a few of these verses in particular, we'd see like uh, this verse, verse 47. 
as Jesus is with the, the teachers and he's he's asking questions and giving answers and they're going back and forth. He says, all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. You know, as Jesus is in his father's house, as he's speaking with the religious leaders, there's a, a sense that there's an amazement at Jesus because of the answers he's given. He, he is He's asking the right questions and he's giving amazing answers. And then along with that, you, you have verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Now this is this is revealing. This shows us something about who Christ is because Jesus, he is fully God at this moment, fully God and fully man. And yet he has temporarily set aside some of his divine attributes and in a sense he is he's growing into them. He's experiencing life as a human. He is learning. He's this says he is growing. He's growing in favor with God and man. He's obeying his heavenly father. His heavenly father is is showing him favor, but also those who are watching him they're saying, "Wow, look at him his growth." But but it's not that he's only growing. We see in the previous text, people are amazed at his understanding and his answers. And so there's a both and here because Jesus, he is he is clearly different. There is something divine about him. Even if at that point they couldn't put their finger on it, we see that existing. But we also see he is he's truly man. He's growing. He's maturing. He's going through the process that any adolescent would go through as they're learning more about life and about themselves. And as people watch, he grows in favor. You know, our ancient, our ancient way for our modern day today then is, is it's kind of a, kind of a, let's look at Jesus and then let's look at ourselves. I think we begin by looking at Jesus and recognizing from early on, we see Jesus is the divine son of God. He is son of God and son of man. There's this tension as we see that he knows more than he should, but he doesn't seem to know everything. And so because he has temporarily set aside some of his attributes as God, he, he is growing into them again, or he's, he's taking them back on himself is what it appears to be happening here. This is just to let us marvel at Jesus, the divine God coming in human flesh. But then... Along with that, we see maybe a reflection of ourselves. We, we see something that should maybe encourage us. And because Jesus, he grew in favor with God and man. And, and we're called to, to follow in his footsteps. We're called to want to grow in Christ-likeness. This is just a reminder for us that we should be striving to grow to grow in favor of God and grow in favor of man. Now, as we grow in favor of God, we first of all, that, that lands us at the gospel because the favor of God, it meets us clearly with the gospel. When, when God accepts us as his children, he adopts us, he makes us his own, not because of what we've done to grow in favor of God, but because of what Jesus has done through his death and resurrection. When we believe that, we are given the ultimate favor of God. But then... But then to continue to grow and to grow in favor of man, this is not to become a people pleaser. This is not to say all of your motives, all of your actions, they should be, they should be aimed to please people or to gain their favor. No, because we're following God, because we're growing like into becoming more and more like Christ, then those around us, they should, we should be able to grow in their favor. I, I think we could use the word respect here. We, we, we should be able to see people um, as they see us respect us. See that we're trustworthy. See that we're servants. 
See that we're, we're knowledgeable in the word and that we're growing in our knowledge in the word. See that we're willing to be bold and willing to sacrifice. This is, this is the ancient way for our modern day. As we see that Christ, he grew in the favor of God and man, we see that you and I, we are to grow in the favor of God and man. And my last comment here, this is true for those who are watching that are teenagers and, and young, young elementary age kids. I, I love that we've got so many families that are watching this together. But listen, mom and dad, this is true for you as well. Grandma and grandpa, this is true for you. There is not one of us that we, are, we have arrived and that we can finish. We can say we've, we're done growing. As long as we're here on this earth, we are growing. And so I encourage you to consider how do you continue to grow no matter where you are? How do you continue to grow with the favor of God based on the gospel and in the favor of man?